0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 712. There's this one guy that I've been following for a while. His name is Peter Voog, and uh, he's an entrepreneur, a life coach. He's just an incredible person, and he's always saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room.
1: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello automotive enthusiasts! I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest, Matt Covert. Hey Matt, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am strapped in, let's do this. Alright, cool. Matt Covert is the founder of Racer HQ Magazine, a publication for aspiring racers. His company proudly gives monetary sponsorships to grassroots racing drivers to help them in their early stages of their racing careers. In addition to being a publisher and entrepreneur, Matt is also a championship autocrosser and professional stunt driver for film, TV, and live entertainment. On his Racer HQ podcast, a fellow podcaster, Matt shares everything he knows about autocrossing, Racing, stunt driving, vehicle dynamics, and skill techniques and strategies to help you and me on the street and the track. So, Matt, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Absolutely, I really appreciate you having me
0: on. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. My um uh, my performance driving career started uh, in professional stunt driving in film, television, and live entertainment, and uh, I did that for several years, part time, on and off. You know, working other jobs and whatever. And here in the Northeast, the money just started to go away. The market was flooded. We ended up getting two or three really big-time stunt-driving schools that were just pumping out a ton of graduates. So it got to the point where the money was going away, and I wanted to make some changes. So I I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go, and I was really kind of exploring my entrepreneurial spirit, started the Racers HQ website, um, it's an awesome place to go and learn about driving techniques and stuff like that. So we did that for a while, and uh, we just launched Racers HQ Magazine, awesome resource uh, that connects professional racing drivers and and their best tactics and career strategies and driving tips, you know, to
1: aspiring racers. So it's very new, uh, but it's going very well. Is your magazine a print magazine or online magazine or a combination of both? it's uh it's only digital so uh
0: you know if you wanted to see it you would go to either the google play store or um the app store and uh, get the racer's JSQ magazine app and uh, get your magazine issues inside the uh, app for free you know get a trial issue all that fun stuff
1: very cool very cool we'll make sure that we talk about this a little bit more as we go through the questions here and i'll have a place on matt's show notes page here at carjet.com where you can go and check out how to get a hold of this uh, publication if you have any interest in driving and being a better driver out the road which a lot of people could use that help these days well as we continue on your journey i always like to start with a success quote this is some kind of a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning or in your case the tires smoking here on car (laughs) show so matt take the wheel
0: Sure, yeah, um, I think, um, man, there's this one guy that I've been following for a while. His name is Peter Vug. And, uh, he's an entrepreneur, a life coach. He's just an incredible person. And he's always saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And, uh, that just applies to everything in life. You know, I talk about it in racing all the time. If you can look around and there's not faster drivers around, you're not hanging out with the right people, you know, getting those easy wins is really fun. It's quick. But um if you really want to, like, focus on long-term skill and legacy, you really need to start racing against people who are better than you because you're either going to have to rise to their level or get out.
1: You know, we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. Another great quote, and I love that concept because my parents always taught me that. Be careful who you choose as your friends. Always choose friends who are smarter and stronger than you because you will aspire to be as good as they are. And, of course, my mom said, marry a woman who's smarter than you. She'll keep you on your toes. I think that was a trick because I did marry a woman that was smarter than me. And, yeah, <laughs> she does keep me on my toes. I can't get away with anything. So uh be careful of that one, men out there. I think that's a trap that women put you in. But, no, in all seriousness, it's great to be married to somebody who's uh, a sharp cookie because they do keep you on your toes. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there that pivotal moment that you remember it when you knew you were a car guy? Yes,
0: I remember it very, very specifically. So I'm sure you uh, you remember the original Dukes of Hazzard television show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome show. I mean, just the most legendary movie car in history, that orange charger. Well, I remember watching this and I was at a friend's house and I'm watching this car doing all this weird stuff and, and the rear tires were spinning and they were locking up and the car was going sideways and it looked so weird. I was like, why is that car doing that? You know? So, uh, of course, over the next couple of years, I watched the show and enjoyed it, and in my head, the theory was turning. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, whenever this happens, this happens, and that fateful snowy night that everybody has, you know, you snake your mom's car, you go to the parking lot, <laughs> and play around. And so that was the moment I knew, you know, just watching the show, um, that I was going to end up being a car guy. And uh, and uh, actually, one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me as a pro uh, uh, stunt driver actually got to train with one of the original drivers from the Dukes of Hazzard show. No way. Steve Buckley. Yeah, he was one of the guys in the first season. What a cool guy. He's been all the way around the film industry, been in racing. I mean, the guy trains like all the top level law enforcement drivers. Very cool guy.
1: Well, that's pretty cool to say that you trained under one of the. Dukes of Hazards drivers, because all of us who are car guys and we're kids. Now, you're a lot younger than I am, but I do remember that show. It came a little bit, I was a little bit older, perhaps, but you can watch reruns, of course. The General Lee. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many of those cars they went through all those years. Uh three hundred three hundred and seventy actually. Really? Oh, you know the okay. Well that's wow, that's a huge number of cars to destroy for a TV show. So Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what fun. Well, Matt, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven and crawl under the hood to get our hand a little hands a little dirty and ask you to share a big challenge or a big failure that you face along the way in your career. Of course, the most important part of this question is what did it teach you so you can move forward? So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and in your life and your business. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, what a, what a great question. This is awesome. I, I I've, I've uh, appeared as a guest on a bunch of, you know, racing and car shows, but I never get to talk about the business stuff. So yeah. let, let me, let me talk about something that, um, that I totally botched and failed at, uh, when I was first getting started. So I had uh, some money saved up. And, uh, what I decided to do is I bought a brand new 2014 Mustang GT track pack. Awesome car. And so I created this business model where I would uh, travel around to different, you know, Ford dealerships and they would set up this parking lot and and people get to ride in the car. It was basically just a a small traveling autocross. And man, you should see the faces on all these people riding in the car. We run at a racetrack once. And uh people just loved it. You know, they had no idea what the car was actually capable of. And it was a big, cool thing. Oh, you know, ride with a stunt driver. It was, you know, a really fun thing like that. I just didn't understand the business stuff enough or how to be efficient or how to make stuff work. So I ended up totally failing in that endeavor to make that work. And it wasn't because it was a bad idea. Uh, because, you know, at the same time, you were seeing all the big car companies, they were doing the exact same thing. You know, they were, uh, you know, setting up these events, people could drive, people could ride with pros. You know, I was doing the right stuff. I just didn't know how to make it work. And uh, honestly, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life was sit back and seriously perform an honest assessment of myself about why I failed that. You know, thinking about that stuff's really scary because in the end, you know, it's going to be your fault. And what I realized that, Man, I was just really scared of all the rejection of going out and trying to sell this and pitch to these people and network. And I just didn't put myself in the right situation to succeed. And, man, I took that and run with it. So anytime I face any kind of fear now, I make a specific point of facing it head on because you know that's where all the important stuff is.
1: It's a great answer, and I love you sharing that because the idea of failure is something that pops up a lot with my guests. And how you react to it and how you treat it. And that fear is sometimes it paralyzes people and it doesn't allow them to move forward or take risk or move on and so forth. So your biggest takeaway from that situation that has helped you move forward, what would that be?
0: Man, I guess you just have to realize that um, it's, it's, not, it's not always going to feel – comfortable or safe you know it's so interesting that you study like i love studying human efficiency if you want to you know make a million bucks you hang out with billionaires you know so you're always studying people who are better than you and that's really the whole point of, of racers hq magazine is going and getting exclusive interviews from these pro drivers and getting their insight this is what they did this is how they succeeded these are the driving trips you know tips that you know gave them their aha moments and stuff like that so um, i guess at the end uh, you really just have to understand that. When you're distracted, that's when you feel the best. Uh, you know, like if you're scared of something or uncomfortable, your your body actually re- releases endorphins when you're distracted. So it feels really good to kind of shy away from the stuff you should be doing.
1: You know, I uh, raced vintage cars for 12 years. And when I went to a driving school, at Laguna Sake, I remember one of the driving instructors, I was, I was kind of timid and a little nervous. And he kept saying, you got to push a little bit harder. I want you to get to the point where the tires break loose. And I'm like, you want me to crash? And he goes, no, I don't want you to crash, but I, I want you to feel what happens in the car when you get to that point. And once I started doing that, I got more and more comfortable with it, knowing where that might be, where that threshold might be. But I understand, yeah, the endorphins definitely started coming out of my skin. It's like, oh, oh, mama, you know, but uh once you go to that point in time, that's where you start learning. So uh it's a great analogy to what you just talked about as far as a business and so forth. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career or life aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction or a new path to go down or a new roadway. And tell us how you took the steps to turn that aha moment into a success. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is I mean, everything's just all
0: tied together for me. And, uh, you know, the, the, and it all comes back to the magazine again. So when I first started transitioning into racing, by the way, transitioning out of stunt driving into racing, unbelievably difficult. I showed up at my first autocross and I thought I was going to just wipe the floor with everybody. But the, the two types of driving are so opposite, so interesting. So to help me transition, you know, from one to the other. I was reading, you know, all the books, all the Ross Bentley stuff, all the Carol Smith stuff, everything that, you know, everyone needs to know to be good at driving, you know, and I ended up winning my first autocross championship doing just that. And so the light bulb moment for me was, hang on a second. Why am I trying to figure out all this stuff? That other people have already mastered, you know, and that's when I started picking up all the books. And so once I got to that point, I was like, okay, people need to know this stuff because no one likes to, you know, put their face on a, on a white page with black ink anymore. That's not the, the world we live in, you know? Right. So, I mean, and that's why I started the website. You go on the website, you learn all these amazing techniques and concepts, very cool stuff. And, uh, my second light bulb moment was just a bigger version of that where I realized I was like, oh, hang on a second. Why are we not all networking with pro drivers to talk to them about all of the career strategies and tactics that are working for them? So that that's been my um, uh, my biggest endeavor is just collecting all of these huge tips and putting them in the magazine. It's all just very exciting for me.
1: Ah, oh, very cool! Really great way to go about things. You mentioned Ross Bentley. He's been a guest here in Cars yeah. He's actually visited me here in the uh, Cars yeah, World Headquarters, which is my home, basically. And we got to talk, and he just started his own podcast, too, which is kind of cool. So he's uh, endeavoring into that. He spent a day with me while I was showing him how I did this and how to get involved with it. Great guy. Great tips, of course, with all of his driving tips and everything. And I remember getting – somebody gave me his book when I first started going out on the track and thought I wanted to start doing some vintage racing and awesome guy. So it's great to have people like you gathering all this information for us, novices who want to go out there and have fun on either club days or track days so we can kind of glean some of that experience off of – or out of your skull, if you will, and off (laughs) your podcast and your book. So very cool. Now, I would assume you've had many proud moments in your career. You've done a lot of different things, but is there one that stands out for you? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, uh, you know, Ross was one of the first people that I started learning from with the books. You know, they're just, the books are so interesting. They're easy to read, full of information, you know. And uh, it's funny, uh, you mentioned his podcast. I actually appeared as a guest on that show a couple days ago. Very cool. His show was really interesting, very conversational, highly recommended to anyone interested uh, in racing. But uh, one of my favorite things about, you know, doing this is I get to connect with a lot of amateur drivers, guys who are just getting started. They'll send me messages. We get in these great conversations, all this stuff. But, you know, on the flip side, for the magazine and then a website content and podcast, I get to connect with like really high level racers. Um, uh, Patrick Sandell of the Red Bull Global Rally Cross Series. Uh, I interviewed uh, Ben Collins who was Top Gear's White Stig. I was just on the phone with Cameron Steele of Rally America. You know Scott Speed, Julian Garfield, all these really cool wow. people. But my neatest moment so far was when Ross and I were exchanging emails, and he asked me to come on his podcast, and I, that was my moment. I was like, wait a second. Ross Bentley thinks that I could add something to his podcast. <laughs> nice. I was like, oh, I, m- I must be doing something right. It was very cool.
1: Woohoo! I made it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what cool. Yeah, what is great when you have uh, peers or people that you hold in high esteem invite you to come on board and be a part of what they're doing. Uh, certainly makes you feel proud. So, uh, yeah, bravo to that one. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> let's you. have a little bit of fun. I would love for you to share your first really special car, maybe a memory you have with that vehicle. Oh, man, I had
0: the neatest car. So once I got this, uh, you know, crazy idea to, to go into stunt driving, of course, your first thought is, ooh, what car do I get? You know, so you get to explore all these options. So I saved up all summer long. And I bought a pristine 1988 Mustang Cobra clone. I mean, there wasn't a speck of rust on it. It was straight from Florida. It had a ton of aftermarket work on it. Uh, the motor was brand new. It was bored over. It would get, I mean, it would spin tire in fourth gear. It would barely idle. And this was the car that I looked at and I was like, this is an attention getting car. And I'm going to make an amazing stunt driving demo reel with this car and pass it around. And that's what I did. And uh, a few weeks after that, end up getting my first job for a, uh, a stunt driving gig on the History Channel. So, I mean, that car was instrumental in kicking off my performance driving career.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Nice way to go about uh, putting yourself out there. So, And in a very fun car, too, it sounds like. They're very versatile
0: cars. They're the poor man's drag racer. You just can't go wrong with them.
1: Nice. How about the old Seller's Remorse tear in the eyes or a car you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Oh boy,
0: if if you don't have seller's remorse, you're not a car guy yet. <laughs> you're not buying the
1: right cars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, um the car I wish I had, uh, it's it's funny, you know, it's it's like almost exactly the opposite of the um of that uh Cobra clone that I had. I had a a 1978 uh Pontiac Grand Prix it had a 301 motor which I believe um, if I'm not mistaken I think that's the uh, second worst horsepower to compression ratio engine <laughs> in history you know because of the gas crisis or whatever yeah but it had a cool exhaust note it was uh, just a beautiful car and I have no idea how this happened you know this was way before I knew anything about you know search engine optimization or setting up websites but if you go on Google and you type in 1978 Pontiac Grand Prix my car is somehow the first result in the image page it's a, a black car and a your actual very- car Yeah, my actual car, a picture that I took in the driveway. I have no idea how that happened, but beautiful car, mag wheels. I mean, you know, bench seat in the front. It was perfect for cruising around in high school. It was awesome, and I miss it.
1: Oh, well, we all have those stories. You know, it's funny what you find on the web. I do an awful lot of posting through all my social feeds and and what I do on my website with cars, yeah, and so forth. And all the time, I'll see pictures up on other people's sites and things. I'll go, I took that picture. And uh, even today, uh, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, and I did something fun with the uh, hood ornament on an old Packard where the the guy's shooting the arrow, of course, and has to do with Cupid hitting his mark, M-A-R-Q-U-E, a a little play on words. And uh, just as before you called, uh, I was posting something up on Facebook, and somebody had posted it and taken my logo off, and I went, hey, that's my picture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's funny that pop, what pops up and, uh, uh, you know, you just never know when you Google Mark Green for years, you always got the guy who played on the ER TV show, Dr. Mark Green. Of course, I, I never appeared anywhere. And I think I've finally gotten up to like row six or something like that. So I'm making my way into his life a little bit. <laughs> well, let's talk about current projects today. What has you really excited and fired up with what you're doing with your business today?
0: Yeah, well, like I was saying earlier, the magazine is so new, uh, and it's just opening so many doors for me with networking. You know, I, I interviewed like six pro drivers just this week alone. I mean, it's wow. been such an incredible, uh, project and I, I truly had absolutely no idea what I was getting into, uh, when I first get, uh, got started with it. I didn't know anything about you know app design of course like I said we have the two apps now um, I mean the back end of a website profit sharing all this crazy stuff that's happening now I mean this is like this is the opposite of like car stuff I'm like wait a minute where'd all my car stuff go I'm a businessman now yeah, <laughs> yeah so interesting so a monumental project but And it's neat to learn all these neat things, but my favorite thing uh, will always be just helping out grassroots racers. You know, like, like you said earlier in the intro, we have, you know, a sponsorship program for, for autocrossers. And I mean, I just, I love giving as much free information away as I can. That's my favorite part about it. And I'm always going to be fired up about that.
1: Well, it's great what you're doing. I've had dozens and dozens, dozens of racers on the show here, and the biggest challenge. And, and I've had some like Scott Speed, you mentioned, and and some veterans like Ari Lyndeike and other people that have done, been there, done this. Vic Elford, who raced every Porsche 917 ever built, talked about going down the Mulhane Straight at 260 miles an hour at night. You know, I mean, just insane stuff. One of the things I hear from a lot of my younger racers, it's always money, money, money. I mean, it's just such a challenge to get into racing and, and generate money so it's really nice what you're doing that that grassroots effort to help those young guys try to get into the the market if you will and, and try to come out there because unless you've got somebody who a benefactor or a parent or family member to write you a big check getting into racing these days it just requires a lot of wealth
0: Yeah. And that's one of the, one of my favorite things that I do is people ask me like, Oh, what do you do in your free time? Oh, look, I like, I read books about race driving, you know, like that's what fills my free time. And I love studying drivers who came from nothing, drivers who didn't come from money. So you figure out, you know, how they did it. And then you can say, Oh, okay. Well, this driver did it this way. And then you have, you know, a strategy that you can present, you know, to the, you know, Grassroots racer world, and I love finding those alternative methods for people to be successful because they're out there, and that's the biggest fallacy that you see all the time. Yes, it's expensive, but you don't need to be rich to make it.
1: Well, the other thing that every racer I've ever had on, every single one, said, "Never, ever, ever give up." And one of my most recent race car drivers was Bobby Rahal, of course, you know, a legend and team owner now, and and he talked about a time where he was just ready to go. Uh, I can't do this anymore. I can't find the funding. I can't make this work. But he just couldn't give up. They have that racer's mentality that you just can't give up. I mean, in one more lap, you're down five cars. The four cars in front of you can crash, and you just drive right through to a victory. So uh I think it's a lot in business, too. You just have to be persistent, tenacious. So you just can't give up.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, oh boy, we could talk about that all day, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the the first eight months that I did
0: this thing with the website, nobody cared. You know, if you build it, no one's gonna show up because I mean, it takes a while for that stuff to work out. You know, and it's the same with everything else. Like, I love Nigel Mansell's story. Of course, he's an uh, an F1 champion as well as an IndyCar champion, but it took this guy like 12 years to even get a test ride in a serious race car. You know, and uh, boy, they lost everything. He and his wife they sold the house a bunch of times, the car. Um, I mean, incredible story, and That's the kind of thing I love, um, you know, sharing with my audience. So, yeah, you just have to stick it out.
1: Well, we could talk for hours about this, but let's move on. I would love to ask you a very introspective question. If Matt was a car, what kind of car would Matt be in? More importantly, why? Oh, my
0: goodness. (laughs) What?
1: <laughs> what a good question. I would have to say,
0: if I was going to be totally honest with myself, I'd love to be like a, you know, a Bugatti or something much more exciting than that, but I think I would honestly have to be uh, like a, like a Jeep Cherokee, uh, a classic Jeep Cherokee. Uh-huh. Not very, you know, not very snappy off the line. Um, but you know, uh, it'll, it'll go anywhere and it'll be, uh, it'll be around at the end.
1: And obviously I would have
0: the six cylinder version. Obviously. Well,
1: yeah, you gotta have a little bit of punch there. So. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I'm glad you gave that some thought. Yeah. We all wish we were Ferrari F1 cars, but in reality, <laughs> uh, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> well, Matt, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars. Yeah. Sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier plush and Berber custom floor mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Matt, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. You know what this means. The white flag's out, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? I I love it. Let's do it. All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Ooh, um, I would say
0: that uh, if you want to be an incredible driver – You know, stop spending your money on the modified class and just stay in a street class, stay in a spec class and focus on your talent. Get a slow momentum car because you'll be a much better driver in the end.
1: Ah, great advice. Yeah, fantastic. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success?
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh man, we could talk about this all day too. <laughs> uh, technology is everywhere. We love it. We go everywhere with our phones that are always within our reach. I have like four phones right now that I test everything <laughs> oh on just gosh. on my on my desk. Yeah, but when I sit down to do something serious, I take uh, all my tech away. I put it away. And it, if you're trying to accomplish something in life, turn all your notifications off. Don't let anybody run your life. You know, put it all away. When you're done, you know you can answer your texts, whatever. But don't let anyone control your time. You'll get so much more done. I promise you.
1: Oh, you know, I I can't tell you how valuable that lesson was for me starting what I'm doing because I'm a one-legged paper hanger here. So I'm doing everything myself and trying to multitask and do that. I I learned pretty quickly. No, you focus on one thing at a time. Leave everything else until you want to approach it. So, yeah, turn off the notifications. So important. Works really well, too, when you're having dinner with your girlfriend or your wife. Just turn yeah. turn the darn thing off because you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Do you have a resource you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know we mentioned
0: Ross Bentley a couple of times already, but his stuff is just the best. So, you know, if if you want to learn something, you know, quick hitting, his books are amazing. But um, if you haven't been to SpeedSecrets.com, I highly recommend you go there. He's got a you know just a, a ton of short quick hitting blog posts that'll make you think you'll read one and you'll go oh i've never thought about it like that and then i mean it just the next one comes out and you're like oh again you know i mean it's just he's incredible at bringing those little sweet nuggets of knowledge
1: yeah very good he also has a uh, subscription service you can uh, pay for it's not very expensive but every week you get a very cool email from him with all these cool tips and things now if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field living or deceased who would it be Ooh, uh, can I tip it? Can I dip into the motorcycle? Oh theme? yeah, hey, we love anything that rolls on rubber here at Cars Yeah. Cool.
0: I love it. Yeah, I would man, I would love to sit down and have a drink with Ryan Dungey. Oh. Who is the uh, uh one of the greatest supercross riders of all time. He's going for four uh, championships now. I'm so excited. This guy is the full package. I mean, he is kind, he's compassionate, he came from nothing. He's so dedicated. He's incredibly fit. I mean, this guy, you know, people are always talking about, you know, closers, high level operators. This guy's not a closer. He's a cleaner. He will get it done. (laughs) He's in it for the long term. He will beat you. He will be there in the end. They call him the diesel. And I understand why he is an incredible person to look up to.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty darn cool. That's a pretty new question. I just started asking here on cars. Yeah, I'm glad I added it because I've gotten some really great people recommended uh, here on the show. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read lately that you think the Cars you listeners should crack open and read? Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. I, I just actually today finished Relentless by Tim Grover. And this book is just an incredible uh, – what's the word? It's just like an a incredible insight from uh, this guy who is Michael Jordan's personal coach, Kobe Bryant's personal coach, Dwayne Wade's personal coach. This is a, such a cool look into what uh, it takes to be – the absolute best in the world and how to separate yourself and the difference between someone who is, uh, you know, in a twin it or just in it or die. It's such a cool read. If you have any interest in human efficiency or just top level operation, that is the book for you.
1: You know, it's the first time that book's been recommended. I'm glad that you did recommend it. So, uh, I'll make sure that that is posted on the Carja website and you can find links to all these great resources Matt's been so kind to share on his show notes page at. CarsYow.com slash Matt Covert, C-O-V-E-R-T is the spelling Matt's last name. And there's another great place on the Karja yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. It's under the Resources tab, where this book by Matt and all the past 711 guests now here on CarsYow yeah Books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. There's got to be close to 1,000 books there. It's really an amazing resource. I've made it real easy for you to get your hands on any of this recommended reading. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Matt. You do know what a checkered flag is, I know. So this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one, a very cool collector car in your garage. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of toys with. you got to keep it and drive it. The Ferrari GTO is on the table, but uh, don't plan on selling it and buying a whole fleet of cars with that one. Again, money's no object. What would the car be and why? Or a motorcycle? Sure, sure, no. Uh
0: this one's definitely a car. Uh it would absolutely be a Brabus Rocket nine hundred. Ooh. And a lot of people I mean, a lot of people have never heard of it, and that's one of my favorite things about it. It's very exclusive. You know, Brabus they takes the they take the super hot AMG four door Mercedes and they just Add like 500 horse and they painted a really ostentatious yellow and all the crazy little stuff inside. Very expensive. Very cool. I mean, I, I mean, there's just nothing more beautiful to look at than a Rocket 900.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's a pretty special car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> holy cow. Nice on the track. Nice on the street. Very comfortable. Probably a little tight, toit, uh, as uh, they would say. But uh, what color would you like that Rocket 900 to be?
0: Oh, it would have – I mean it would have to be bright yellow. It would have to be so ostentatious and audacious. <laughs> I mean there's just no other way to go with it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, you're the first one to choose that car, so I'm glad you picked something that's new and different. Usually it's some kind of Ferrari or something like oh, that, yeah. which, which is not bad. But yeah, nothing like a fine German machine, especially something with that what, – what kind of horsepower do those things have?
0: I think is I think that one's close to a thousand. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know it, it's so ridiculous. It's like it's like uh, it's like you know the the five year old's matchbox car or the poster on his wall.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's incapable hands in your hand, so I'm going to give you the keys to that thing. I, I'll trust you with that. <laughs> you won't do anything crazy. There's very few people that should be out there with a thousand horsepower car, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Uh We can watch YouTube videos all day of crazy people doing silly things in fast cars and destroying them. So uh, very nice choice. Well, Matt, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down the racetrack? I'm going to keep you <laughs> on the racetrack in that Brabus Rocket 900.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, absolutely. I wish I had done this 10 years ago. When you wake up tomorrow, just start doing what you love. You know, like most people spend their life going to a job and just thinking about something else the whole time. Start doing what you think about doing all the time and never look back. I wish I had done this sooner. I love getting up in the morning. I don't even know what day it is right now because it doesn't matter. Every day is just as good. So if you're not doing what you love, start doing it right now. I please, I beg of you.
1: Very wise words from a guy who's walking his talk. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, uh, you can go to uh, racershq.com.
0: Uh, you know, there's the blog there, there's the podcast. And I love when people, you know, just email me. You can email me anytime, matt at racershq.com. Let's talk about your car. Let's talk about what you're, you know, thinking about doing. What are you having trouble with on the track? I love just chatting with people, grassroots racers. So please feel free to re- reach out to me anytime.
1: Absolutely. If you love racing, if you're thinking about racing, if you do race, if your life involves anything with racing, check out what Matt Covert is up to. You'll find him on the Cars Yeah website page, carsyeahcom slash Matt Covert. And just type Matt in the search bar and his page will pop right up. Hey, Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Yeah, Mark, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Pleasure's been all mine. Driving never meant more as the all-new driving adventure awaits you with a not-for-profit Drive Toward a Cure. Combines two spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles, California. All to support finding a cure for Parkinson's disease in a showcase of ribbon roads in California of chrome and elegance coming up this April 28th. Enjoy some of the nicest cars, people, drives, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while driving towards a cure for Parkinson's. To register or donate, click on drivetowardacure.com or check out Cars Yacht guest Deb Pollock's show notes page where there's links to Drive Toward a Cure. Donate today, or better yet, go for the drive.